At the tone, it will be 12 midnight. Ah! This is Radio Transylvania. A late bulletin. The local blood bank is low. Would all donors report to the clinic of Dr. Franklin Stein? Now, our music continues as we hear Full Moon and Empty Veins. Welcome, children of the night, to Cold Pix Radio, WCPX 66.6, with me, your host, Django Fango Nudo. And I am the Schmutt Peddler. <laughs> yes, Igor. We bid you welcome. We have, as you'd guessed on the intro, a very specific theme, always specific theme, um, sexy vampires. We had some discussion, didn't we? Should it be sexy? Should it be raunchy dirty. vampires? Dirty? Raunchy. Dirty sexy vampires. Why not? Any any word fits. Smutty vampires. Anyway, it all comes down to the same. Um, yeah, it's bloodsuckers with um, sex. Exactly. However, we have a little intro to get through before we get to the sexy stuff. Because we have a lot of exciting things happening on the site itself. Indeed, Smart we are Peddler. improving all the time. We are. This is this is the third iteration of Cult Picks, really. And it's it's starting to blossom in terms of the kind of features that are popping up. Some things are kind of underneath the hood. You won't see them, but they will make it better. But some things are obvious, such as the fact that, you know, tell us what you think. Yeah. We have a comment uh, possibility now. If you scroll down under each film, underneath um, recommendations of other films and underneath the image gallery, you yep. find comment. Yes. So speak your mind, write a 2000 word review or just a two word dismissive kind of um, bitchy comment yeah. about the film if you don't like it. You know. But as you not- know, with social media, be kind. Don't yes. uh, don't don't be nasty to others. Don't make us forward this to your mother. Exactly. We know where you live. <laughs> no, but seriously, it, it's fun because we get such amazing feedback on some of the films, many of the films, most of the films, on social media, and it's a shame that we can't capture this on Cold Pics itself because yeah, you know, some people talk about it on Twitter and other people on Facebook and Instagram and so on. You know, it should all be happening in the. Uh, cold pixmatic universe yes uh, because it is a film community and we'd love to to you know read your reviews of some of our more obscure films it's so yeah. much fun and i think the idea is also that we should be able to post longer form texts about the films whether articles or you know scholarly pieces or or um, write-ups of um, Q&As. So this is the first step towards that because the picture gallery we already have and we dump a whole bunch of stuff, production stills, posters, uh, line notes, lobby cards, um, fan art. You know, it's it's all there and it's only going to grow. But now, you know, words with pictures. Yeah. So looking forward to that. And... In addition to that, we have two other things. We're going to reintroduce. Uh, we tested it briefly, but um, we had to pull it because it's a bit of a hard work to maintain. We're going to have a top 10 so you can have an idea of what else everybody else is watching on the site. And it's not just smart, no. <laughs> although that's popular. But yeah, it's, it's some funny ones come <clears throat> through um, when we kind of check the statistics of what's popular. Yeah, and then we are also going to tease the non-paying audience. Yes. With some free-for-all to watch. uh, There will be. You have to register because we have to be sure that, you know, you are who you are. Um, But yes, on the principle, like all good, you know, peddlers, the first shot is on the house. Yeah, that's right. And then you're And we haven't really discussed what it is that we're going to put up for free. Obviously, we can't put the really raunchy stuff on there because, you know, kids, you have to get a credit card out to mm. watch that. Um, but we could definitely put some classics up there. So you and I 
Smati, we haven't discussed this, but you know, I think I think it should be part of the education process. I think we need to have classics like uh, Night of the Living Dead and Plan Nine from Outer Space. You know, these these need to be made available for everybody yeah. who hasn't seen them. <clears throat> and and we can see them as also as the the uh, introduction drug to the the heavier drugs. Yes, exactly. You know, start off with the light stuff and then get you hooked on the heavy mm, stuff. Yeah. So, but I think we could probably throw in a few um, classics from our own library. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, some uh, Ragnarborn or Matson. Yeah, and it, I think it we'll, shouldn't only be bottom of the barrel stuff. No, 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 no. Definitely some premium stuff. Yeah. And I think we'll try to cycle through it. So we try to keep it a bit fresh and slightly different things. But absolutely. Definitely the idea is, you know, sample, you know, the kind of things you would get here, but then, you know, pay up and get a really, really, really full buffet of everything on offer. And speaking of things on offer, not just on the site, but to the wider cult community, we have another screening coming up. Yes, very soon. On Sunday, the 30th of January, we are screening the film Besökarna, The Visitors, uh, one of Sweden's very, very few seriously mm. meant horror films from the 80s uh, yes. at Klara Biografen and the Culture House in Stockholm and the film is a brand new restoration from the Swedish Film Institute so it's going to look beautiful. Yes, thank you SFI and if we actually get our act together to get the pot out in time hopefully you have time to come and see this but of course there will be other films coming up after that at Klara Biografen as well. Yeah. We've got Blöderen, we have um, we've got, um, we have, uh, Terror in the Midnight Sun, Terror in the Midnight Sun. and Reptilicus as a double bill coming out yes. in the spring. So that's cool. As well as films with our old friends at Bio Aspen. That's right. Not forgetting that. So we will announce the official dates for all of that. Yes. And some exciting plans outside of Sweden as well. Details to follow. We don't yes, overburden indeed. you with cinema news. Yep. on this podcast because what you've been waiting for no doubt is the sexy vampire our second theme week after the kitten double bill so it is a, such a rich genre i mean we're not going to get all literary historic um going back to before bram stoker but it's it's always been there and it's always uh, kind of in the background yeah, and it's a very old mythology, probably dating back thousands of years, mm. uh, being, you know, retold all over the world about these uh, undead creatures who suck your blood and are also seductive in one way or another. Yeah, from from the folklore. Yeah. And um, I know you've been um, filling me in on this um, from the kind of literary origins. But what's interesting, um, film historically, is that the first kind of sexy vampire on screen um, goes back to 1936 with Dracula's daughter. Um, and it's true because Bela Lugosi, bless him, we love him, um, not sex on legs or fangs. You not really, vampire. no. I mean, there was more more of an uh, undercurrent of, of sex in Bram Stoker's original novel, but in, yes. the, in the you know in the Universal film, not so much. And of course, partly to do with the Hayes Code and all that. But yeah. something I, I read a while ago, which is interesting, which is that when Coppola made Bram Stoker's Dracula, I mean that was the full title, wasn't it? Hmm. If he had been given more creative freedom and probably settled for a lesser budget, he would have bookended the film and kind of framed it with a narrative, a kind of a syphilis-addled Bram Stoker sort of banging around town and having a feverish dream of, of Dracula. So, Ooh. you know, very, very uh, literally connecting sexual, <laughs> sexually transmitted diseases and vampirism. Yeah, so but, but I, I mean, the, the, the vampire is really a mainstay in, in cinema because it, it has an allure. It has some, you know, people are really into the vampire, maybe more than, than the, the Frankenstein monster and the mummy and the werewolf. Yes. Because it has a lot of connotations, uh, which are pretty interesting. And I mean, from the 30s up to, to the, uh, well, f through the 40s and 50s, there were, you know, a bunch of vampire movies. But 
I would say that it was um, Hammer films in the 60s that really, you know, crossed the line in, t- in terms of, of the sexuality of the vampire. True, true. And which brings me up to my, my favorite on-screen vampire um, or actress, uh, Ingrid Pitt. Yeah. And I think I mentioned this to you, and, and this is appropriate because this week was uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day. Uh, Ingrid Pitt, who was born in Poland of Jewish parents and thus Jewish herself, she and her family ended up in Dachau concentration camp, and she actually survived it, and then later um, moved to Berlin, married an American soldier, and took the surname Pitt, and ended up in England, and and sort of the rest is history. But I find it fascinating that such a horror icon is in real life connected to, um, you know, the worst imaginable horror humanity has ever seen. Wow, Um, I did not know this. This That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, putting aside, I would, I would agree. Yes, Hammer Horror definitely, um, New Ball Vampires and all that. But in my mind, the definitive kind of film that kicked off the um, sexy vampire craze, if you want to call it that, is the Fearless Vampire Hunters, or Vampire Killers. I think Vampire Killers. Yeah. Yes, which got the rather boring Swedish title, Night of the Vampires. That's true. And it, was, it still was a big, big hit in the cinemas in Sweden. Yeah. And this is late 60s, 67, I think it was. So Polanski, Sharon Tate, obviously, sexy, sexy. Um, and one of the films, it, we don't have it, obviously, in cult because it's probably too much of a mainstream hit. But we do have a very funny knockoff version of that, which we're going to get to, The Vampire Happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And so, uh, I mean, so... The the uh, the uh, Hammer films with with Christopher Lee, I mean, they're pretty amazing and lots of nudity in in them. Yes, and and even more so when they went into the seventies. Yes, and this we're gonna get to. Um, and also we touched upon it last week. Um, sorry, I skipped over week for Black Exploitation Week. Um, of course, we have uh, Blackula, and um, yeah. <laughs> if you want, silly, sexy. But I have to say, confession time, my sexy vampire film that I grew up on was actually the very, very, very naff Love at First Bite. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. Um, Which um, is, you know, politely called comedy, but I think it's somebody had a very um, good sense of humor when they cast... Uh, George Hamilton, the world's most tanned man, mm. as the pale, the pale. count. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, yeah. What can I say? Yeah, um, that's a good one. But I mean, coming up to to uh, the films that we we do have on cult picks, um, I think it's kind of the bottom line here is that the vampire was always a, a symbol of of something sinful. It was uh, a lot of of you know repressed uh, emotions especially yes. in victorian uh, england and uh, then in the films you also have the sort of a lot of symbols and a lot of you know undertoes of sexuality until the late 60s when the exploitation uh, producers and directors got their hands on it yep. and there was no subtlety at all no basically and that kind of opened the floodgates because from the 90s onwards, you had, um, you know, on the one hand, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but then you had cheap, schlocky video, um, you know, direct-to-video kind of films. And it's funny, I was looking through a catalog of um, films of a distributor we're in negotiations with, and my God, are there a lot of soft-core vampire-themed films in there. I mean, yeah. I don't know if, uh, you know, Dracula's Dirty Daughter um you know crimson knights caress of the vampire um that's just the first two pages of yeah. it yeah but i think i think also there was an explosion in in well in connection with with the internet when well there you can produce so many so many cheap films digitally and uh, there are literally like a thousand vampire themed uh, sex or porn films Yes. So, uh, and and obviously, we will not focus on that since we have drawn the line. No, No, we won't. And um, good thing, too, because I think they were really made for their cheapness because all you need is a pair of, you know, plastic fangs 
mm. for two dollars from your local joke shop and a bit of um, white makeup. So yeah, and I think that's a nice invitation. segue into the first film because that's also something uh, you try to get away with a vampire, low-budget vampire movie by adding humor or, well, supposedly humor. Yes. So the first film uh, we do this chronologically is yes. Dracula, the Dirty Old Man mm. from 1969. And this is such a schlocky, <laughs> crazy film where um, Dracula's name is Mr. Alucard. Yes, and, it took me a while to work that one out, actually. Mm. And it wasn't until I read it. And, and interestingly enough, there is a film called Alucarda. Oh. So that's also in connection with this. But this... Although that would be a Dracula. Exactly. So this Dracula has a, a phony Jewish accent and uh, he wears a hairpiece oh, resembling yeah. a dead skunk. Yeah. And oddly enough, his servant is not Renfield this time, but it's Mike, the jackal man. Yeah, it couldn't even be a, a wolf man. It had to be a, a jackal man. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's for copyright reasons. And but... the count tells him, "I will, you know, I will turn you into a jackal man. Mm. Uh, so I'll call you Irving Jackal Man." <laughs> and that's his name during. And the the jackal man costume is truly abysmal. I mean, we have some pretty naff um, wolf man werewolf costume films on cult picks, but I think this one should win an award. Yeah, it's just it's so cheap, hideously bad and yeah. cheap. But a funny thing, and, and going to the liner notes from Something Weird video where we got the film from. Yes, thank you, Something Weird. Thank and you. also thank you to Vinegar Syndrome later on for some of these titles. Absolutely. But they uh, claim that the film can be uh, seen as two films in one. Mm. Be, uh, and first of all, it could be seen as a straightforward sort of sex horror film. Uh, but then, quote, occasionally detours into Jean Rolin-like territory with its slam-fisted imagery of nude women bound and bitten on the breasts by bats. Yes. Minus, of course, Rolin's style, wit, or sense of poetry. Mm. Um, but um, they probably skipped the entire original um, dialogue, if there ever was one that was recorded, so I don't know if you remember Woody Allen's film, What's Up, Tiger Lily? Yes. Where vaguely. he took the, a Japanese film and added his own dialogue to it and changed the story completely. Yeah. So here they threw the dialogue out and replaced it with a super idiotic sort of comic narration. Mm. And it seems like he's sort of ad-libbing through the film, even laughing at his own jokes. Yeah, that's right, crack up. I'm going to show my ignorance here, but... Uh, Jean Rollin, having a time to Google, <laughs> what sort of territory is that? That is, uh, I mean, early uh, sexy horror films, but also moving almost into hardcore. But, uh -huh. but pretty, pretty cool films, very sort of gothic uh, horror okay. films. Lots of nuns in them, many uh -huh. of them. But a very interesting name, and I hope we will be able to, to get some Jean-Paulin films later on yes. for cult picks. There you go. I should read up on these things in advance and pretend I'm wise and cineast on that. I'm starting more and more to see film history like, you know, the, the proverbial iceberg. You have, yeah. you have the studio films, the art films that got all the awards on yes. top of the surface, and then you have the... 80-90% of films underneath the surface that very few have heard of and that's where we are we are the didactic place yes we're the, we're the grave diggers we unearth the corpses of the long forgotten the undead the undead so let's listen to um, part of the strange monologue from uh, Dracula the dirty old man <laughs> you're lovely my goodness what a beautiful lady. Oh, I'm going to introduce to you some joys like you have never felt before in your life. Oh, that's right. First of all, I'm going to feel all over your body. That's right. Don't try to get away, you devil. <laughs> You're going to like, I'm going to kiss on you a little bit here, right between in the places here. Oh, hello. What is this? Go down 
Tiny kissy poo on the belly button. Mm, yeah, old little fuzzy. Now, speaking of dirty old man, one of the little factoids about vampires that I didn't know until I read your research notes was that um, just how sexual they are considered. So in, in Slavic mythology, when corpses were dug up of suspected vampires, they were occasionally reported to have an erection. Which That's right, yeah. Fascinating, because vampires supposedly don't have sex, or at least, you know, on film. Hmm. They're never shown or, you know very very asexual yeah but th there are all other bodily fluids involved yes there there is an exchange of body fluids mm, and that's mm. obviously overtly sexual so of course moving on yes guess what happened to count dracula yeah and this is a funny thing speaking of being didactic it was made by lawrence merrick who was uh, mm. part of the theme last week because he directed yes. the black angels the black exploitation biker biker film. That's right. And then I also read up on him that he made a very interesting documentary, Manson, about uh, Charles Manson. Yes. And then he was killed by one of his acting students. Yeah, that that I did not know. That no. was I mean, do we know We have <laughs> to read we talk up about these things. No, we but... have to read up on him, you know. It's very it's very bizarre. I mean, a, a director being killed by his acting student. Of course it could be something like I don't know, gay love affair or, you know, yeah. something something more natural but of course you, you just picture comic scenarios of like you know i'm going method i'm going method this night all the way yeah <laughs> in so we we will have to find out or maybe our our knowledgeable uh members have, yes can tell us in. what happened we're too lazy to google it so <laughs> you know and put in the commentary on underneath the yeah, film exactly and here also going back to the something we had liner notes uh, mm -hmm. the uh, the uh, sort of bottom line here is it's ultra rare wackiness yes and it seems to be hairdos and facial hair seems to be part of this sort of b or z movie horror vampire Sex comedies, my friend. Cheap props. Yeah. So here, Dracula, Dracula or Count Adrian, as it's called, mm. is sporting a Van Dyke, and I really had yeah. to read up on that, and I, I find it's a, it's a kind of a beard. Yeah, it's a beard. It's thingy. Yeah. And here he runs um, a club called Dracula's Dungeon in Hollywood. Yeah, this this is funny in terms of locations. I mean, obviously, it's cheaper to shoot it in a nightclub in Hollywood than to find a Transylvanian castle. Yeah. Um, and we've got another upcoming one set in Las Vegas. Yeah. And we haven't even included um, Billy the Kid versus Dracula. That's you know, right. Wild West yeah. Um, yeah. version of uh, the Dracula story. So, yeah, Hollywood night spot. So this guy... Um, guy Called Guy, mm. actor, shows up with his girlfriend Angelica, and uh, Drac um, falls for Angelica and decides he would like her as a companion for all eternity. And this this meat eating, growing of meat, which Angelica starts to do when she's turned, pops up in other films as well. It's kind of the first step, sort mm. of not liking the sun, chewing red meat, um, obviously. There can't be vegan vampires, um, so no, they wouldn't last long. No, no. Yeah, and Beach, funny thing juice. here is this: this also ties in with the with the with the vampire mythology because uh, it has some very sort of satanic connotation in terms of the of the Christian Church and the view of vampires. Yeah. And here, this fits in pretty well because the 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 actor boyfriend guy has mm. promised. Um, his girlfriend to Dracula in in exchange for an acting career, so that's sort of selling your soul to the devil. Well, and Hollywood's obsession with youth and eternal youth, and mm, you know, of course, all that. yeah. it's, it's a very. I have a feeling we're going to be returning to the sexy vampire topic in a it's future. So there's so much to to yeah. dig up. I think. Why don't we Part have a listen fun. to the uh, bit of the trailer yeah. for? Uh, guess what happened to Count Dracula? Trip into a nightmare of evil with Guess What Happened to Count Dracula? He's back from the grave to rule the satanic occult written world of today's mind blown youth. Say it with someone you trust. Don't go. 
frightened, Guy. You'll plunge into a nightmare of evil, thrills, chills, horror, terror, shock, panic, and violence, climaxing in an orgy of blood and death. In, we're staying in the same year, 1970, um, for the next one, Sex and the Single Vampire, which has a rather um, unique acting debut um, of the hardest working man in the adult film industry. Indeed. See what I did there? Lovely. And here, uh, his role name is Count Spatula. You can't just call him Dracula. No. Yeah, and that, that kind of gives you an idea of how silly this is. But yeah. um, again, going back to the quoting the PR, I love this. Rude, rude and ridiculous. Mm. Emphasis on like. ridiculous. Very true for a lot of films here. But yes, this is, of course, the acting debut of John Holmes, who doesn't get it on. Much, you only see his member uh, for a very short scene in, at the end of the film. Sorry for yeah, the spoiler. Exactly. Kind of like Boogie Nights. Um, so, and it, it really proves why he probably was destined for um, hardcore rather than comedy. Uh, I mean, it's, it's good. It's fun film. But yeah. I wouldn't say his acting talent is the thing that stands out. Hee hee. Hee hee. But no, as, as they say here, that he's making a fool of himself generally in this film. Yeah. A bit slapstick. But, yeah. um, you know, he did go on to make over 2,000 films, apparently. Yeah. Even though several of them were loops, loops shorts, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but this was actually before he made a name for himself with uh, Johnny Wad epic and he looks <laughs> he's definitely you know not the john holmes we we um kind of think of he's wearing um lipstick and eye makeup yeah and he's just mincing around i mean he, he seems to be just setting himself up for a you know a gay joke which back in the 70s you know was pretty much obvious um so the storyline goes that uh, he wakes up from his coffin uh, he is out of blood he has his uh, fridge full of bottles of blood of different uh, mm. types and um, luckily there are as a group of people coming to his sort of haunted house to have sex there because that's yes. obviously what you want to do in a haunted house yes uh, so he uh, he gets a refill and this wasn't the only time that holmes played a vampire was it Oh no, he came back again in in, uh, in another vampire porn film. I would say that yeah. that's yeah, even more more obvious than this one called Dragon yeah. Sucks, which we will come back to. True. So we listened to a little bit of when these uh, this company of people arrive at the haunted house. <laughs> Why are you bringing us here? It's scary. Well, that's the whole idea, baby. Pete wants to be scared stiff for you. You know right, Pete? Huh? Hey, Pete! Who's afraid of a house when it goes anywhere? I am. You'll be the fucker will be out of this world. John Holmes, ladies and gentlemen. We come to what is probably my favorite, or at least favorite discovery as part of this sexy vampire season. And it's a late edition, and it's a real oddity. And I was amazed I hadn't heard of it before. Yeah. The Vampire Happening, 1971, so a year after these films, it has some very, very a-class names attached to what is not even a kind of a b-class film but we have it's it's a west german it's italian west german production um known as gebissen wird noch nachts or you only get bitten at night ah, okay. um directed by none other than the great freddie francis um cinematographer turned director and the lead this was the most surprising thing of all, is none other than our own Pia Diegemark. Yes, indeed. Uh, or 
better known as in her role as Elvira Madigan by Bo Widerberg, which was a huge, huge international hit. Yes, and it won her an award, I think, Best Actress in Cannes. And it's the kind of film that people forever associated with. And in fact, I'd be hard-pressed. I try to remember which other films she did after mm. that. Yeah. I mean, I know why she would probably try to keep quiet about this one, but... You know, she must have had a bit of a cinematic career after Elvira Madigan. And she I know that she had a bit of a tough life after that. You know, that's that's the thing about being so much associated with one role and, and so I think she probably accepted this part, not just for the money, but you know, to kind of shed her good girl image. Yes, from and also because Madigan, her husband produced it. Which, you know, always helps mm. uh, to get cast in a role. But um, Freddie Francis did have a horror track record, obviously, before that. So it's it's not surprising that he was asked to direct it because he did The Evil of Frankenstein in the early 60s and even a Dracula film, Dracula's Risen from the Grave in 68. Yeah. However, The Vampire Happening is clearly, blatantly a knockoff of The Fearless Vampire Killers. Not as funny. More nudity, you know, rather than subtle sexiness, because um, this is the early 70s rather than the late 60s, so you can get away with more nipples. Mm, um, exactly. But watching this film, what I'm struck by is how much it kind of anticipates and, and predates uh, the Rocky Horror Show, and especially the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. In the party scene, it's just out and out kind of weirdness silliness and i'm wondering how much richard o'brien consciously borrowed from this film because rocky horror picture show came out just what was it five years after this yeah very soon after yeah and i know that he's an encyclopedia of of b movies and, and sci-fi and horror but it's just the party sequence in particular just strikes me as Rocky Horror-esque. Yeah, no, I, I, he's obviously very knowledgeable. And I mean, considering the, the song uh, Science Fiction Double Feature, where he just keeps listing and listing and listing these horror and sci-fi yes. movies. So Yes, it's it's a roll call of, mm. of great films. Um, and the other funny thing about that, I don't know if you read up on this, but Count Dracula is played by Ferdy Main. Do you know what else he's played? No. He played Count Dracula in The Fearless Vampire Killers. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. So there's a really strong association mm. and you know blatant borrowing and typecasting, if there ever was. Yeah. He played vampire in other films too, but he obviously has that tall, gaunt, that's, vampirish look. That's so interesting. And then, of course, we, we need to, to quote uh, Freddie Francis because yes. he, he was not amused... <laughs> <laughs> to put it mildly <laughs> by, by this experience so um <clears throat> i just have to quote what he said in yeah, a read it out later read interview out. Yeah. Uh, i was aware from the start of, of the difficulties in shooting a horror parody i really believed that i was working with normal people in the movie industry i thought i could have made a decent film with time i became aware that the producer was an imbecile who treated the project project like a home movie he wanted to do the casting, make cameos in the film, and wanted his wife as an actress. It was a disaster, which I can't say anything serious about. No. And fair enough, trying to shoehorn your wife into a part. But if, if he was married to Pia Degenmark, then, you know, having won an uh, award in Cannes for acting, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. it isn't such a, you know... It's not like Vim Vendor's casting his wife. No, and obviously this is not an unusual thing. I mean, going back to, to Citizen Kane, that's what... That's yes. And yes. other films. I mean, the reality as well, uh, a lot of producers have been casting mm -hmm. their, their wives and the, the directors, of course, too. Yeah. But it's definitely worth checking out. I think it's aged well in terms of, you know, the silliness of it. Maybe it wasn't appreciated at the time, but if you want a, you know, vampire parody... It's got high production value. It's very well shot. Um, it's got some great little touches, like the 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 bat logo on the side of the uh, the helicopter, oh, yeah. because because uh, Dracula can't fly as a bat. He has to have a helicopter. It looks like the Nazi, you know, swastika kind of turned into a bat. It's 
really weird. And these little little touches like that, um, that just makes it a delight to watch, yeah. frankly. And 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 as as most of these films, and just like last week's uh, theme with black exploitation, the uh, trailer voiceovers are like the best. So yes. uh, let's yes. dig into this one. In the deepest part of Transylvania, after the sun is down, the vampires rise from their graves. The living dead from near and far gather for the social event of the season. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present our guest of honor, Count Dracula. The fun begins when an American actress inherits a castle and the title of Baroness. I shall prepare the royal suite. Strange rites are still part of the daily life, and the family vault has nothing to do with money. We now come to the late 70s and a trio of films from our good friends at Vinegar Syndrome. I should mention also the fact that we now have a special category on Cult Picks, where we group together all of the great films from our friends at Vinegar Syndrome. So if you want a stamp of approval, and they really do put a lot of effort into sourcing the best masters they can and restoring the films that um, can be from available material, um, they do so, and they do a great job of it. So look out for the Vinegar Syndrome um, label on cult picks yeah it's like a under under genres basically under genre it's just genre like we have itself. done with, yeah. with something weird video as with well. something weird video yes. yes should we mention why it's called why they're called vinegar syndrome or we're yes. hoping to get them for a podcast interview where the hell where the hell aren't they joining us yet they will they will i think Good. they would be happy to but for 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 the the um the p- people not involved in the restoration of 35mm prints. Yes. There were two types of films. Uh, before 1950, it was uh, uh, nitrate film, which was highly nitrate. flammable, almost yep. explodable. Yep. And uh, after that, it was acetate or safety film. And mm. everyone thought that would be fine for eternity. Fools. Fools. But it turned out that it developed, the film stock developed something called the vinegar syndrome, which mm. deteriorated the film and destroyed it, and also is infectious. So it jumps from can to can. Yeah, and when you open the can, you can actually smell the vinegar. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's a bad sign because that's when you know the rot has set in. It's so, a pretty cool company name. It's a very cool company name. And, you know, Hats off to them for the great work that they've been doing for decades now in terms of rescuing rarities and oddities and some real B, C, Z movie classics for posterity. Yeah, and those films probably look better now than they did when they opened theatrically. Yes, at least after they've been playing a while and and doing the circuit. Mm. So, Mm. yeah. Um, so kicking off then with Dracula Sucks from 1978, <laughs> lovely title, oh, oh, oh. and it has it's interesting because this porn film follows uh, Bram Stoker's novel pretty closely, and, and also some of the expired yeah, that. and some of the lines are also taken from from the uh, original Dracula film with with mm-hmm. Bela Lugosi, and it's got a. a star-studded cast of of adult actors the likes of which rarely ever grace uh, one film altogether now yeah it's incredible you've got um you know you've got john holmes back we talked about it yeah, this is yeah. you know um but also seka old favorite yeah. uh john leslie serena i'm reading here annette haven jamie gillis so yeah What's not to like? It's it's amazing, and and uh, you can't guess where John Holmes gets bitten, <laughs> or can you? Don't tell me. Okay. Is it something that's? No, I was gonna say. No. <clears throat> On him, it's big enough to look like a neck. Don't but go it's there. Not. Don't go there. <laughs> I am Dracula. I bid you welcome. I 
I'm reminded that no matter how good a film and uh, Dracula, Bela Lugosi did the accent better than anybody else. You know, you just can't compete with his Hungarian, you Indeed. know, yeah. and, and that, that became, you know, the, the, the dialect for Dracula. Yes, yes. He, you know, coined it. So um, credit to him. Sorry, Christopher and Peter and all the other Draculas. Same year, same syndrome. Vinegar, that is. Vampire Hookers. This one with John Carradine and a bevy of female vampires um, trying to um, turn uh, tricks into um, sucks, I should say, yes. back at the yes. layer of the yeah. aged vampire, um, until a pair of very uh, virile young sailors uh, get mixed up in all these shenanigans. Yeah, and it's very interesting with John Carradine. He did so many cool horror films and they yeah. just kept on working. He, he's pretty old oh, here, yeah. but uh, he still does it. And also, uh, I think he's also narrating the um, the trailer. He's the voiceover mm. in the trailer for the film. But it's, it's lots of fun. Prepare yourself for horror unspeakable. <laughs> Vampire hookers. It may be the most exciting emotional experience you'll enjoy this year. You like the way I look? Yeah. A red-blooded American. What the hell is this? That, my friend, is not the question. To be or not to be, that is the question. You're out of your mind, pal. said that we're doing this in chronological order we're actually going to go back in time now uh return from the late 70s to the early 70s 1971 for the um final new film in the sexy vampire season and this is the mad love life of a hot vampire from 1971 i would have thought that hot vampire is an oxymoron it's <laughs> supposed to be cold and dead creatures you are so right and this, um, this, I think this is a very worthy film to finish off with. Mm. Uh, and it's also courtesy of, of Vinegar Syndrome. Vinegar Syndrome again, yes. So is the location of the desert making him hot? Might be, yeah. So this is the one that's been situated in Las Vegas. Mm. And what happens in Vegas stays undead in Vegas, clearly. Absolutely. And uh, I think, I mean, having watched at least parts of it, the the lead actor, or shall I say actor, you know, mm. not really an actor, but it's Jim Parker, who was the TV horror host, The yes. Vegas Vampire, mm -hmm. and uh, presented movies in on te local television from the mid-60s to the mid-70s, which was yeah. kind of common wearing that same, you know, makeup and, and, and fangs that he did on, on TV. Yeah. And the funny thing is that... Cheap casting. Yeah, his non-acting is like he turns towards the camera all the time making funny faces. So it's ah, like he's co wall. completely destroying the third wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, and, and if that he, what he's known for from television, for speaking straight into the camera, makes perfect sense to sort of keep him that role, what people are familiar with. Yeah. We just, we haven't grown up on that. But. Yeah. And, and of course, the big thing with this film is that it was directed by Ray Dennis Steckler, who was a cult movie legend who made so Maverick. many strange, strange films, uh, but most of them with the clothes on. And we have Wild Guitar, on cult picks and we I know that we are looking for the rights for some of the other ones but mm. my personal favorite title of his and one of my all-time favorite titles is the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed up zombies that's actually the whole title of the film that's yeah it is. yeah and then he made the uh, the Batman parody rat fink and boo-boo <laughs> Again, not seen or heard of, but mm. it's the joy of, of cult films yeah. to make. And Cynthia, The Devil's Doll, and many, many more. But he also made, actually made tons of porn films. And uh, a reviewer on, on IMDb says that 
his sex films are probably more interesting than his sort of regular films. Mm. I don't know. Wild Guitar is a pretty good film, but if long. So, um, again, um, no surprises or guessing of where the vampire hookers go to when they need to drain the blood. Exactly, yes. This it's 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 too obvious and too easy yeah and um, and and it and it brings on the the uh, anxiety yes in men for male viewers actually it does make me think though why haven't there been more vampire films set in las vegas because it's such an obvious location when you think about it i mean it was awake 24 7 yeah it's and there's you can't even see the daylight inside they make sure you don't see yeah. you and i we've been to those casinos actually yeah, yeah. for work for convention Absolutely. Yeah. there are no clocks on the wall there are no exit signs there are no windows that allow daylight to filter through because you're meant to just stick to those slot machines until they, you've been bled dry so what could be a better perfect haunting ground for, for vampires? And who's going to miss people who go vanish in Vegas? Dracula decides to make love, not war. You must all come forward and indulge in the beautiful things of making love. Mm. Enjoy yourselves, my fiends. Mm. <laughs> There were at least another couple of films we could have included, but it's such a rich vein. See what I did there? Of films. I'm so slow today. <laughs> I need to have a laugh track here har, to compensate for your penny dropping, you know, speed. We should that, have that as, as local radio stations with all of these sound effects actually on our, yeah, on our there, podcast. There, there must be an app on, on the phone that I'm sure. to do that. We yeah. used to have that as little kind of a keychain thing when oh, I was growing up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But there is enough here for at least another season, so we're gonna hold off on that. But we did include um three films which kind of fit into it that have been on Cultpix before, just in case people haven't gotten around to seeing them because it's worth highlighting them. Oh, so yeah. we're not gonna play clips from them, but we should mention them in yeah. turn. I mean especially I think um the sadist with red teeth by uh, Jean-Claude Van Bell, who is a Belgian director, and we have, I think it's five of his films, and they're all nuts. Think, they're amazing. And I think his, isn't he Jean-Louis Van Bell? Jean-Louis Jean Van Bell, sorry, yes. another Belgian. Yes. <laughs> but yes, the status with red teeth. Yeah. Um, but a man being convinced that he's a vampire. Crazy rather than sexy, but um, what I like about it is on the poster, though, it does say, um, you know, in order to get you hooked, uh, said un film horror de sex or something right, like that. Right, yeah. So it's horror, it's sexy, it's vampire. I think it fits. Thing. And obviously House on Bear Mountain, also courtesy of, of Something Weird video, where you mix uh, buxom blondes and uh, a bunch of, of, of Wolfman. Uh, horror monsters. Yeah, Frank, um, yeah. The Frankenstein monster and, and a Dracula. Character. And finally, an old one. We didn't throw in any Bella Lugosi because we love Bella, but you know, not sexy. But he's not that hot. To... No, he's not that hot. He's definitely a cool one. Um, Condemned to Live is an, an interesting oddity in that it actually treats the, the, the creatures of the night with sympathy and, and sees this as more of a disease almost. Mm. So you know, we it's we should be more worried about the people with the pitchforks and torches. Rather than yeah. the vampires, because they're it's almost like an early metaphor for other blood transmitted diseases. So it's oddity, but you know, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a good one for old black and white vampire horror nostalgia. And that sort of concludes this uh, episode, but as we will also add stuff to cult pics we also adding fun features everywhere in social media so we have started to make spotify playlists uh, for our different themes starting out last week with black exploitation yes which is of course super funky very and we also had a original cult pics spotify playlist which which kicks off with the monster mash yes and it's just a big big mix of different genre film uh, you know themes and stuff like that but and 
This is good. It's not just songs from the films that we feature on the no. theme week and the podcast and cult picks. These are just generally cool films and soundtracks. Yes. And I mean, for a Spotify list about sexy vampires, uh, obviously we have themes from like Vampiros Lesbos, uh, mm. classical films and some of the Hammer films but also music inspired by horror films. There's actually a song called Dracula, the Dirty Old Man, I found out. And obviously, Dragula with Rob Zombie. And uh, there's a bunch of bands and artists who are very, very influenced by by vampire movies. And of course, kicking everything off with with Bela Lugosi's Dead with Bauhaus. Yes. Also, um, I think we should add that uh, a cover version by Nouvelle Vague, the French yes, uh, hipsters. Indeed. So let's throw that in there. Yeah. But for now, um, stay safe in your coffins. Remember that sunlight gives you melatonin. And um, we will be back as usual next week with another theme week, another themed podcast. That's all for me, Django Fango Nudo. And me, the smut peddler. Good morning. Don't get hooked by a hooker when you say.